0: The auditor for the state of Minnesota is Julie Blaha. She is kind enough today to join us uh, to talk uh, about an issue that uh, she's been having to address at her office. Uh, Auditor, thank you very much. I appreciate the time as always.
1: Always good to be here. Thanks.
0: Well, thank you. Now, you, you, we're having you on for a specific reason because – mm-hmm. and we talked about this a little bit when you were running about the importance of why it was important to get you, Julie Blaha, into the auditor position because there is a uh, – you part of your job is as auditor is to manage the pension funds of the state, Correct.
1: We, yes, I'm on the State Board of Investment, and that is the group that manages about $128 billion of uh, funds that primarily go to support pensions.
0: And, and, and talk a little bit about uh, you know, you basically, um, your office has been getting some attention here because people are concerned with where this money is being invested, correct?
1: Oh, well, yes. And in particular, um, you may have heard in the the last week, we had several protesters at our last State Board of Investment meeting um, asking us to divest from Israel, um, different levels of that. Now, uh, not only have we had requests to divest from Israel, we've had requests to increase investments in Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had requests to uh, divest in um, um, all fossil, anything connected to a fossil fuel, uh, increase investments in local government or mining. It's uh, We have a lot of people coming with really, again, very sincere concerns about an issue. Uh, and then they're trying to use the pension fund to advance their cause and i think there's an inherent problem there when you try to use a fund for something it was never designed to do.
0: Well, and this is to a point and now once again we are not getting into the middle east crisis. I don't this is not about talking about the merits yeah. of one side or the other side. But when you were running for office it was clear that the, the opposite, opposite party wanted to politicize this and wanted to – no green technology, fossil fuels only. They did, that, was, that was kind of one of those things and it's something we've seen in other states where these, these positions have been open here. That, that's The point of this is to manage the fund that the, this is the retired workers are using. that We can't mess around exactly. with this in the sense being that it can't be the flavor of the day sort of thing.
1: Well, exactly. You know, this uh, right now about 800,000 Minnesotans are connected to this fund in some way. And, in fact, we have about 150,000 or so current retirees that are depending on this fund. And, and it's for, you know, they need it to keep the heat on, buy groceries, fill prescriptions. I mean, this is uh, some very foundational parts of dignity and retirement. So it's an extremely important fund. Um, and, and I do understand people get a little confused because, you know, we, we want to definitely have the freedom to consider every real risk, material risk we call it, or material opportunity out there. So yes, we definitely consider things like um, climate change because climate change is affecting the markets. So we have to take a look at how climate change affects our investments. Uh, We know that companies with more diverse boards perform better so yes, we look at uh, the, the makeup of your board when it comes to say racial, gender diversity because we know that'll affect your performance on average. Um, we look at uh, we look at global conflict uh, to look for risk. You know, war, uh, any other kinds of conflicts we do actually consider. But what what we don't do is we try is to use the fund to try to say change the outcome of a war or change public policy or uh, or change. Uh, people's behavior that really isn't a great use of this fund um and if you are going to do that you have to build a bounce a ledger because my job the reason i have a legal requirement to stay focused on risks and opportunities instead of using the fund in any other way is because uh if uh if if we come up short and risks come due it's public employees that feel this. So mm-hmm. it's firefighters, it's teachers, it's retired social workers, you know? And, and so when people come to me and ask me to use the fund for some other purpose other than that, they really have to justify why public employees should take a bigger risk than everybody else's on this issue and why it should be their fund used for it as opposed to a more direct way of taking action. Uh, so yeah, it's been, it's, it's, it's tough because, the people who come to us, I mean, they're, they're very sincere. The stories are are, are gut-wrenching. There, mm-hmm. I don't doubt that. I don't doubt their sincerity. I simply doubt the tactic of shifting additional risk onto public employees for something the fund was never designed to do.
0: The, there, if you don't mind just stepping back for a little bit and kind of giving a little bit of general background information, when, when you were looking to invest in something with a pension fund – you know, mm-hmm. generally, it's not like you know a specific company. Like I'll just say, 3M. It, it generally is not. It, it's a pension fund, isn't it? Usually, aren't these funds yeah. which are multi? There, there, there. A lot of these are very dynamic. There's very le- levels of depth, and to a point, it's it's not necess- You know, you can you can look at this, but it it's it's not nearly sometimes as easy to be able to determine if you say I don't want anything from. Say Wisconsin. We're just going to use Wisconsin. We don't want anything. Right, no, do no, <laughs> we don't want any investment from Wisconsin on, on these things. It's not easy in a lot of cases to be able to determine where those delineation lines are. Correct.
1: Well, exactly. One of the ways that we make the the fund go as far as possible is to use things like passive investment, where you're investing in a fund or in a group, so that you don't have to be doing every little transaction yourself. If we wanted to actively invest. $130 billion, dollars, we're going to need hundreds more people yeah. hired here. That's going to be quite expensive. Uh, and so, you know, I, we see people saying, hey, literally last week we were asked to divest from um, Puma Sportswear and um, uh, TripAdvisor, which it's like, I- I'm not sure how you think that advances your cause, but it's also, these are things that are in aggregate. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, yeah, that it is not quite as simple uh, as that. Um, But you're right. Yeah, if we were going to do the opposite of make those individual choices wow, that's going to be a huge cost, a it, huge cost.
0: It's not an old country buffet. You know, you just can't pick and choose <laughs> on my level. And, and one of the truth is, and, and I know this from my own personal investments, sometimes sure. there's a proprietary level with the fund managers that they don't want necessarily, they, they can tell you in certain areas and certain realms, it's it's going to be heavy in autos, and it might be heavy in computers, and it might be heavy in this. But it's not like, as like okay, you have you know, as you said, a specific sportswear company, or a specific online business. It sometimes is not really easy to to determine what exactly is the makeup of these things
1: well, you know i think that you know we can actually you know i think we're pretty good about that transparency one of the things okay. we do demand from anybody we invest with is that we get to see where that money is going so we often can dig out and fit and find that kind of thing but again 130 billion dollars you're not going to be able to get that granular on every single investment now again you what we do though is uh make sure we have um uh, managers that are doing things like checking for risks. You know, if there is a global conflict, are you, how are you checking for that risk? And what you ha- they have to prove to us is that they are asking about that, that they are testing that kind of thing, that we do know that if you have investments um, in any energy company, do you have a plan to make sure that any company that's unwilling or um, uh, unable to transition uh in just as the energy environment is uh you need to know that's a risk there and that had better be factored into your decision so so we we check those things uh, quite carefully but if we were to stop and say we're going to again move away from Airbnb yeah. one of the requests uh you know one I'm not sure what effect that's going to have but also uh to get that level of granularity Wow, it's gonna be really difficult to keep our promises to retirees. And because I know go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. Well, we talk about what's you know, we talk about ethics, we talk about that. Well, keeping your promises is a quite an ethical um, an ethical stance too. Oh, we promised these people that they're gonna get the pension they earned and we have to keep that promise.
0: And we have seen in other states where this has gone bad, knee-jerk decisions, political decisions that are not looking out for the betterment of the fund, per se, or Mm -hmm. tie you down into a minutiae sort of situation without understanding what's really going on that have ended up costing retirees quite a bit of money. Well,
1: exactly. So if you could come to me and say, hey, I I want you to invest in this category uh, of investments, um, what I want to hear is, um, I do want to hear the urgency, right? I want to hear the story. I do want to hear that. I appreciate that. Uh, but I also need to hear, how are you going to balance the ledger? Mm-hmm. You know, if the risk comes due, what are you going to do? Are you going to have access to other funds to replace it? Um, or are you going to leave public employees holding the bag? Now, this is why if there's generally any divestment action, it usually comes from the legislature. Now, the legislature, if they ever – seek to do that, I think they need to put up a guarantee and they have the ability to do this to say, hey, you know what, if this goes south and we are not able to meet our obligations, you know what, we'll raise taxes if we have to. We'll pull from another fund if we have to. Now, in the executive branch, I don't have access. I can't uh, to raising revenue, can't raise revenue. Mm-hmm. So the only, I can't balance a ledger that way. So if you are to come and say, hey, we want to use this fund for some other reason, it's like, okay, if you're going to do that. How are you going to guarantee that if this goes tough?" that you're going to um, make the fund whole mm-hmm. and, and have that um, in the back end. You know, we take a look at things, um, uh, other divestment decisions that have come from the legislature. I think that's been the expectation that if this decision um, leads us to a problem, then we expect you to find the revenue to fix it.
0: I want to reiterate something you just said at the beginning of that, because there are going to be some people that are going to look at you and say, well, you don't want to hear about it. And you're saying actually quite the opposite. No, I want to hear from you. I want the public input. I want people to to feel like they can come to your office and say this opinion. It just is. It's not nearly as simple as, oh, let me just call this up and get this fixed. You have to have a plan in place to make sure that if you're going to do something like this, how are you ensuring the safety of the pensioners?
1: I don't want this false choice that I think people have. It's like we either have, you know, the only way we can do this is this way. Mm -hmm. No, we can do this. You can absolutely uh, take strong stands um, on the environment. You can take strong stands uh, for justice. And at the same time, you keep your promises to retirees. You Mm -hmm. absolutely can do all those together. So if you're coming to us, I I need to hear, all right, how are you going to keep everything whole? And, and, And I don't... I don't want to any ever fall for the idea that we can only do one thing at a time. We absolutely have to do more than that at once.
0: My advice, stay away from crypto. Uh, Matt Damon, (laughs) I don't trust him. I don't trust that Matt Damon. All right. Well. I'll tell you what.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you what. Until, until you take one piece of my crop art and turn
0: it into
1: an NFT, uh, then we can have – I mean, that would be huge. That would probably solve all
0: No, your, your, crop, your crop art is priceless. It should not be anything. It should just be itself. We'll put it in the museums for sure. Uh, okay, so I'm glad here. And once again, your office – I want to ask you one more question here, but I do want to say, as you said, come talk to your office. Come, you know, let them there. Mm-hmm. Just you want them – you know, they can get in touch with you through the state website, Right.
1: You bet. Just uh, type in Minnesota State Auditor. I want to hear what you have to say. Um, But, again, tell me everything. Tell me not only uh, why you want us to do what we're doing but also what – are you going to do to keep the fund whole?
0: Uh, how are other things in the auditor's office? I mean, the excitement, the pageantry, the majesty—that that is the state auditor's office. How has it been going for you?
1: <laughs> you know, being in a glamour job, <laughs> you know how that can be. Just tiring. <laughs> but uh, actually, the other, the other big thing we're dealing with simply is workforce shortages. You know, yeah. right now, there's a we're, we're struggling in public finance. Um, right now, you're three times is likely to be over 45 than under 35 in public finance. So if you were ever wondering, hey, you know what? I like keeping things organized. I'm good with numbers. Um, I'm not saying you have to be like a calculus whiz, but you're organized and can find problems and like to fix things. We need you in accounting. We need you in public finance. It's, It's one of those ways that if you have that skill, you can help people. You know, they come with this great idea, but they gotta make sure the resources follow it before it becomes real. So, you know, if you're one of those people, again, you you like numbers, you like keeping things organized, consider going into public finance. We desperately need you. Um, And and so one of our focuses right now is not only attracting people to the profession, but also talking about how do we change how we do our work? Mm -hmm. You know, demographics are changing. So uh, we can't simply recruit our way out of these um, workforce changes. We have to change how we do business and change how we do our work. Uh, And so that is all the discussion in my office right now.
0: Well, and my, my son is getting ready to graduate from the U with a mathematics degree. And yeah, the demand, because the, the people, there are some jobs, you want a got job real quick. You can get one with the state auditor's office. You got this in there. Oh, because I'll tell you.
1: And it's great because you get to, you know, you get to help out. You know, you've got somebody who, who got themselves elected to city council because they're worried about housing. They wanted to uh, help uh, with housing insecurity. And you know, they've got this great idea, but if the money doesn't follow it, you know what? Homelessness doesn't get better. Mm-hmm. And so you get a chance to help them do that part of the job. You know, that might not be what they were excited about, right? They're excited about this policy, but they don't know how to do the other side. You get to support that. It's mm-hmm. an extremely important job. And I think that, uh, again, you you're, you're like numbers and you like um, helping people change the world. We can use you.
0: Uh, You're hearing this interview with Julie Blaha. I've interviewed her numerous times. This is exactly who she is. She's a very open person, open for discussion. I want to once again implore you, if you have a question or concern or just you want an answer to something – Contact her office. She'll chat with you. She'll explain things with you. She'll sit down and discuss this. It's not about an either-or situation. It's about making sure that the job that she's doing is representing the people and defending the people that she has been elected to do that for, and that includes on the pension funds. Uh, Auditor Julie Blaha, um, Auditor, as always, thank you very much. I appreciate the time and all my best.
1: Oh, I appreciate you telling these stories. Thank you.
0: (laughs) You got it. Take care. Julie Blaha, the state auditor for the state of Minnesota. Uh, Let's take a break. Come on back. It's the Matt McNeil show right here on AM 950.